What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raised Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Matt Burrill. And uh, today we have got a very special guest on uh, this week's episode of Outside the Round. We've had a lot of young guys and girls on recently. A lot of folks that we see here in town that there's a buzz around and that are doing the damn thing and doing it at a very young age. And uh, this guy today, we've got our good buddy, Mr. Carson Wallace with us. Um, Carson's somebody that we've had our eyes on with Ray's Rowdy and with um, well, back when I was doing In the Round and now Outside the Round for a while, dude. And um, glad we were finally able to make this podcast happen. Man, bro. I know. Thanks for having me, bro. It... Uh... You guys have been nothing but the best to me, and so I'm stoked to do this too. You know, it's been it's been really fun two years. You know, yeah, so. dude. So, what did you do uh, this weekend? Man, I just got back from a riders retreat. We were we rented this house in like Kentucky Lake. It's like right in Dover, Tennessee, and so middle of nowhere. But it was it was perfect for what we were doing. So we wrote a bunch of songs and probably had too much fun, but it was good, man. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing wrong with that. Who else was on that retreat with you? Yeah, it was uh, Jordan Dawsey, um, Matt Mulhair, Claire Park, uh, Trent Wayne, Zach oh, John King, dude, like, lo- that, all the homies, man. That's a that's a crew of people because like I know I know Matt and and Trent are kind of close, and obviously yeah, Jordan yeah. And Clara, and then that's like a mix of just some of my favorite individual like up-and-coming songwriters yeah. in nashville yeah. all in one cabin that's a sick retreat. it was it was so dope i mean i love all those guys i've written with most of them like at least once you know and so to just all get all of us together and just hang out too i feel like there's something special about when you know that you're staying in that house for a couple days and it's like there's just like like pressure that's lifted off your shoulders and you can just have fun and you can just write for fun and yeah, it's just what, what so you, cool. What do you do besides writing songs? Like what is because to me, yeah. to me, like if we did like a rage rowdy writing retreat, it uh-huh. would be like a be like a frat house. You it, know, like it, our, I mean, our vibe is like Oh, that. it can definitely get there for sure. I mean, we kind of I mean, we hung, we we obviously like cooked meals and stuff, and then I mean we did we went to these like random dive bar, like Hicktown little nice. like spots like around town, you know, and so they were all like far away, but it was so fun just like kind of seeing the local scene there and watching some of these cover bands because it was hilarious. Yeah. And then I don't know, just hung, hanging out and being stupid. So yeah. it was good. So for you coming from where you come from, you're in, you're a SoCal kid, right? Yeah, kind of SoCal, like Central Cali, definitely not. 
not north, but yeah, we're uh, it's uh, it's a cool spot because we're kind of so close to everything. Everybody make it okay with the the turret. The, I don't know the what hurricane. It, when did right? it finally yeah. get classified? It's because it was a tropical storm, then it was a hurricane, then it was a tsunami. Yeah, then it was... it's crazy. I don't really know honestly, but all I know is it just rained in my house. I, I really and I think there were some big waves on the ocean, but I think they hyped it up to be a lot worse than it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, but it was weird. It was I've never seen that necessarily, you know. So wild yeah because i was down in florida on vacation uh, yeah. that weekend when um and i remember watching the watching the weather channel being like oh shit cali's getting fucked but then it was like after it was like aside from that picture of dodger stadium which people don't yeah. realize dodger stadium's like elevated so no shit it's gonna flood around yeah, there. But they, yeah. they hyped they hyped it up and dramatized it a oh, little more sure. than they what it would have been yeah oh of course yeah but it was uh it was it was funny i was like this is gonna be interesting <laughs> and then I guess it wasn't yeah, that your, bad. Yeah, is your family still out there? Yeah, so my mom and dad and brother all still are out there um, in the town we grew up in. It was it's cool to see them, and it's uh, always fun to go out there. They definitely are stoked that I'm out here doing this, but they miss me. So, what do you, What so. do you miss most aside from like family and friends, which is like the obvious answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you miss most about your like your hometown? Yeah, I mean, I would say like I just miss it geographically. It's it's funny because you go you go somewhere like. Nashville and you're kind of landlocked and like there's not necessarily any crazy mountains or anything it's kind of just the south you know yeah but then you go out there and you literally like you you look up from basically wherever you are and you can see some set of mountains and like uh, my hometown is right at the base of Sierra Nevada so it's like oh, that's beautiful 10,000 foot mountains like right there and <laughs> that's ridiculous. Mount Whitney is like like 40 no like miles from my house like it takes forever to get there but it's like really, really close, and it's like fourteen thousand. It's the biggest mountain in the continental United States, you know. So it's like that's right in my backyard, and then the beach is like two and a half hours away, and then you have the desert and L.A. and everything else, and it's just like, it's hard to beat that when you're, you know. And so every time I go, I'm like, dang it, this yeah. is pretty cool, so, you know. So why Nashville? Because L.A. <clears throat> is a music city as well. It, yeah, it is, but it's a city of a lot of stuff. Exactly. Like, not just music. You have obviously Hollywood. You have businesses you have napa valleys or like the um what is it like the silicon valley you yeah know, so much opportunity within california what inspired you to want to come to nashville and go to belmont yeah yeah i feel like for me i um nashville has always been this place that like feels set apart from la and i'm in talking to people it's like la is such a creative hub for sure but it's like if you truly want a collaborative spirit of everybody's trying to help out each other and especially country music, like Nashville's the spot, you know, and I have an uncle that is a writer in town. His name's Marv Green. And so yeah. he, uh, he's been here 30 years now. And so I've always grown up with him flying riders out f from Nashville to California to do this riders round. And these guys always seem like the coolest human beings and like the like genuine and kind, but also extremely talented. And so it's like, when I had to decide where I kind of wanted to be um, after high school, it was like making the most sense to be in Nashville. You know, I kind of consider Texas. I really enjoyed I really enjoy the scene down there and the music that comes out of there. But ultimately, it was like the songs are being written in Nashville, you yeah, know, it, and so yeah, it, Belmont was kind of a vessel for a 17 year old to get here, you know? Yeah, dude. So. And Texas has a lot of Cali influence in it. You yeah. can get an in and out burger in a Austin. A million percent. Yeah. You get, which, which make, which I, um, we just did a podcast recently with, uh, with Mike Ryan over yeah. on the Rage Rowdy channel. Yeah. Um, the Rage Rowdy podcast. I filled in for Kurt and hosted that with, co-hosted that with Nikki T. Yeah. He and was I, just in town, I think last week. Yeah, or something yeah, like, yeah. He was. Yeah. He played, um, played over at whiskey jam and was doing some, doing his, 
hanging out and going yeah. around town and meeting with meeting with like the different um, DSPs and all that oh, shit. Oh yeah. But I had him make his case for Whataburger. Uh, what is your case for In and Out? Why is oh, In and Out the best burger? Because I've done I've done a lot of touring with McAway yeah. and being out on the road and stuff. And whenever we have an In and Out in the yeah. area, it is a thing. As tour manager, I would go and I'd get everybody's burgers and we'd we'd go animal style. Yeah. We'd get after Come on. Why is In and Out the best burger? Dude, well, okay, one of the things you just said, it's like the animal style sauce is out of this world. It's hard to beat. And what I love about it is it's all fresh, literally. That's why In and Out has to choose where they put their locations so strategically because they have to have a facility where they get the meat fresh each and every day. And so I totally believe that makes a difference. You can taste it when you eat, like, have the burger. And then, I mean, that, the fries, impeccable, so good. And then the shakes are, like, so simple, but they are the hardest-hitting shakes yeah, still to what's the your, What's your go-to in that order? Man, I get... I actually I go nuts. Okay. I get I get a four by four. Oh um, shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I get a four by four, um, just spread only. So it's just the meat, cheese, and the, like sauce, and then some fries, and then I get like the like the three way swirl shake. Yeah, yeah, I do the Neapolitan shake yeah, as well, dude. I'm on. a Neo, I'm a Neapolitan. I think it's uh, is it the big double? What is the yeah, what is the, like double what is double the double? Yeah, do- yeah, yeah. I do a double double animal style fries, animal style. Yeah, and um, we're all we're all battling for the green for the green room bathroom after that. Oh <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, but I love it, man. I love, so it. Hard I love it too. Do you miss do you miss um? Are there any other foods back home that you miss? Man. Like Mexicans got to be good, right? Oh, I mean, it's kind of like I mean, there's so many people that come from Mexico that end up in like my area, and so. The Mexican restaurants are so good. Oh, the street oh, tacos yeah. have oh. to be absurd. The taco trucks are nuts. They're so good. And then every little like restaurant is a family-owned thing that has literally been there forever. And so it it goes so hard. Yeah. I I've struggled to find somewhere here. Well, that you got to go to Antioch, bro. No, okay. There's Antioch. you got to go to Antioch. I've heard there's a place the out there. Gringos. There's a place in Franklin that's like in the strip mall, like like by Kroger. <laughs> Dude, I no, it's so good. I can't though. imagine a Franklin strip mall being my favorite Mexican spot. Oh, in Nashville. You got to try it first. It's called Los Primos, man. It's oh okay. come on. Primo, Primos, like premium. Yeah. It's well, primos. <laughs> it's actually the cousins. Okay, but, cousins, yeah. cousins. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I got to work on my spec. <laughs> I, I love it. I, it. It goes hard. So, yeah, it has been I, – I miss that, and I miss, like, Santa Maria-style cooking. Um, what is so, that, like, what is basically it's, like, grilling. So when you – like, when you come here and you say we're going to barbecue, usually that means, like, on a Traeger full of, like, sauces and all this, right? Well, I mean, back there it's, like, Santa Maria-style barbecues literally just – it's, like, open flame fires on, like, actual red oak wood. And so basically, you're like charring steaks rare, and they have like baseball cuts, which they're starting to do here more. But what's a baseball cut? So it's basically a, um, it's basically like a cut of steak that is literally just it looks like a baseball, you know. So it's like where you might get a steak that's like kind of looks like a like a small piece of wood or something yeah. like here. Like these are just baseball sized steaks, and so they're they're the best. They're my favorite. And basically, what you get when you get a fillet, but they cut it out of other things too. Are you a big sports guy? Yeah, yeah. So what are your what are your teams? Oh man, USC for sure for okay. football. USC and, and, and like college. Like yeah, my on. my my girlfriend is a USC fan, but University of South Carolina. Uh, she claims that is USC. I hear you. Nah, come on, that's that's University of South Carolina. <laughs> USC is 
uh, U.S. saved me. I mean, so I always grew up like going to those games and hating UCLA. <laughs> My dad went there, so we. Yeah. It's definitely you're a little, a, you're a a little young for you're a little young in general, but like you got you kind of missed out on the. Do you remember the the Matt Liner Reggie Bush? I so no, I don't. I I like briefly like. Can he, like I've heard so much about it, I remember it, but no, I, I missed I missed out on that. Like, dude, you know? those teams were so fucking stacked, good. man. They were and, so much fun to watch. Oh, I used man. to stay up late, like past my bedtime yeah. on a Saturday, which was luckily it was a Saturday, so you don't really have a bedtime. Yeah. You don't have school the next day, but like I remember staying up late watching those Pac-10 games back in the day, dude. dude. Oh, nuts! And I mean, this year they might be they might be good. We got this QB from Oklahoma, and obviously that coach came over, and so. I'm I'm excited. We almost did good last year, and so we'll see. So college football is your big your big. Yeah, thing. I'm not a big NFL guy. I honestly just have never really dove into it hard. I feel like in college they still have so much to prove that I feel like they just play harder, you know. And there's so many teams that it makes it really interesting. Yeah, so and then is US, loved it. Then is USC move? Are they moving? Conferences? Yeah, they're moving to the Big Ten. Um, fucking crazy! You, I mean, they're gonna have to fly to to. They're gonna have to play at some point. They're gonna have to go to. Um, to do Brunswick, New Jersey, and play Rutgers in yeah. College Park, Maryland, and play Maryland. Yeah, like, it's, crazy it's crazy how it's man. geographically so different. Now. Yeah, I know I miss it'll it. be cool. And it. those guys will have to go to LA. Yeah, dude, those guys will have to go to LA and have that have that jet lag, dude. It's Wild. gonna be a yeah. whole different whole different thing. But it's gonna be cool to see like the classic matchup. Of oh what, yeah, I what, think what, USC yeah. was tired of having ten o'clock games, like you were saying. Yeah. Like like nobody back east could watch them, so. They were like, no, we gotta, we gotta step it up here. You know, the back twelve is kind of going yeah, like this. Yeah, no, so. what you you would have to wait for a a Rose Bowl matchup to play Michigan or Ohio State uh, or Wisconsin. Now you'll have that on yeah, the regular season schedule. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. Do you play cool. sport? Do you play a lot of sports? Yeah, around? man, I played football up until like eighth grade, and I mean, I played pretty hard, and so. I think I a little bit of burnout, a little bit of like didn't like my coaches, so I actually quit that and then played water polo in high school. Water so, polo, oh yeah. that's yeah. So I did that and I did I wasn't on like a team, but that was yeah. like an activity in like middle school and like high school like gym no class. Way. We, had a, we, had a pool, we had a pool at our school. Yeah, man, it it's brutal, but it's fun. I mean, I thought football was tough, but <laughs> you get in a pool and you can't touch the bottom and. <laughs> You have to fend for yourself. It's 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 brutal, but yeah. it was fun. So I did that and golf, like two extreme opposites. But yeah, you get yeah. you get out in the links a lot here in Nashville. Don't uh, you? Well, lately I feel like I've been more. I I took me a while to really get out there, but I I love it. You know, I feel like that's the only sport in high school. I I told myself like I'm gonna play this because I know I'm gonna play it after high school. I feel like so many other sports, unless you're specifically going to college for it, like nobody ever plays it again. You know, it's like yeah. might as well make use of my time here and. Yeah, absolutely. I was on the golf team in high school, but I was um, I was an alternate. So my score, uh, my score, yeah, yeah. which alternate's a great place to be, yeah, because there's not the pressure of being the one, the two, the three, or the four. Mm-hmm. Um, by being the alternate, you still get to play all these nice country. Yeah, club and then courses. all you can do is either play like say you have a great round, then you'll be in part of the score, and yeah. if not, oh well. You, you know? have fun with the other two guys yeah, from the other two schools, man. Exactly. Then you meet, then you meet guys, and then you go play the the public course that you can afford to play in high yeah. school with those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a time. It's fun. Yeah, you, know, you have some nice courses in Cali too. Oh yeah, like, I mean we had one like right by our house. It was one of the harder ones. And then I mean we've played, we played one in this little town called Solvang where my uncles are originally from and my mom. Um, and I mean that was like a private course, but that thing that thing was tough and it was really fun, really yeah. cool. So 
Yeah. So how'd you get into? So obviously you have you have Uncle Marv, yeah. and you're getting exposed to songwriting at a very young oh, yeah. age, and yeah. and it's that's got to be a huge influence on you for huge. wanting to do this thing. But like, when did it become like, all right, I want to be Carson Wallace, the the country artist, not the golfer, not the not the water polo guy, not not having some business doing something in Cali. Yeah. I wanna I wanna take this thing and do it for real. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I always tell people I don't feel like there was an aha moment. I feel like it was this buildup of like, okay, so this has always been a part of my life, and now I'm doing it. I'm writing songs here and there, and I wrote songs basically as soon as I could start playing guitar. And I mean, they actually started, I guess, getting to be decent songs like later into high school and stuff. But I think it was this buildup of like momentum behind it. And then I think when I had to decide what I was going to do after high school, I was like well, I guess it's like, let's go to a college somewhere, but let's see if I can do music while I'm doing that, you know? And so I think it kind of flipped a switch there. And even when I got here, though, I was still like, I don't know if I'm going to just write songs for other people right now and do the artist thing later or how that's going to come about. And then it kind of, like, raised its hand and said, no, you're going to do the artist stuff now. Like, a year of being here, I kind of had some songs that I'd written that started doing well on, like, TikTok and stuff for me and had some other artists kind of say, well, hey, I kind of want to cut that. And then it did so well on TikTok for me. They were even like, dude, you should just put that out. Like, start the artist stuff. And so that's kind of what this first song I had out, Lonely Look Like, was that. That was for me. And then um, now these next, like, set of songs I'm going to be putting out, I feel like those are just songs that I've written that I've sat on a while and truly feel like, okay, this is me as an artist, and I'm not going to hate this song in five to ten years, you know? And so that was my biggest obstacle, I think, is, like, I want these songs to be something I'm proud of and people respect as like, these are well-written songs, you know? Yeah. And to be young and trying to figure <clears throat> out like, cause you're, you're what? You're 21? No, uh, 19. I'll you're be, still a baby. Yeah, yeah. You're still very I'll be, I'll be 20 in a month. So yeah. yeah. But like to figure out what it is that you want to say at 20. Yeah. Like, so I moved here at 23 and the yeah. way I think now at 28 is different from how I thought even at like 24, oh, yeah. 25, like you figure so much out in your late teens yeah. and in your early twenties, like to figure out what it is that you want to say and to be, to be confident in what you're saying now at your age is freaking, that's huge. Like Man, most yeah. 19 year olds don't know what they want to say. No. And it's, I mean, it's tough. I can definitely see where people hit that wall and there's still days I do when you sit down every day. And you have other songwriters basically be like, all right, so you're the artist. Like, what do you want to say? That's a lot of pressure. You know, you really, it's basically like, okay, figure out your life and figure out your artistry right here. And it's like, obviously nobody's able to do that perfectly. But really for me, I'm just trying to write songs right now that like I do relate to, but they don't have to be my life story. For me, it's like, I want to write songs that I felt a little bit of what that song um, is basically putting out emotion wise. But truly like, do people relate to it too? Like when I sing this song, is it believable for me to sing, but do people hear themselves in those songs, you know? And if, if that's the case, then it's like, that can be a Carson Wallace song, you know? I, the last thing I want to do is just put out songs because they're cool or they're chasing a trend or something. At the end of the day, I want it to have a taint of, like, what I'm doing, and I want it to be something that people can really latch on to, you know? Yeah, and you, you have that power right now at 19 uh, to where when you're on stage at one of our rounds or you're at Whiskey Jam or you're at any, any of these in-town performance things, the, the room really pays attention Man. like you're yeah. you've you've you know how to really like inflect on there you do, you do so good in these rounds at this age dude Man. and there's other guys and girls coming up in this this young crop like this 
the the 18 to like 22 year olds right now in town are so much fun to watch like yeah. there are there are like yourself like Kenny Whitmire comes to mind mm-hmm. Ashley Ann comes to mind yeah. there's there's this young crop this young movement like I'm sure you've and you've gotten to know these guys and yeah. girls that are that are also in the the under 21 yep. club playing these events. Oh man, yeah. So what what advice would you have for someone that moves to town? Because there there are kids that move here. There's a whole crap that just moved here recently that are starting their freshman years at Belmont. Like it's crazy. Well, how how would you best advise somebody like? Being able to network, not being able to get <clears throat> in the red door, not mm-hmm. being able to get into get into tin roof or yeah. get into live oak. Even live oak yeah. yeah. So how how have you been able to do that network and make those connections? Because you've done a pretty good job of it. Man, I tried. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not easy. I feel like the first year I was here, I felt like I was just hitting wall after wall of like not being able to get into places or people not taking you seriously because you're a freshman at Belmont or something. But ultimately it's just like being persistent, I think people talk about this town in general. It's like if you knock at the door long enough, somebody's going to answer, you know. And so I think it's truly just knowing that nobody else is going to do it for you. And that basically, like, if you're if there's this passion in your heart, like, I'm a believer, so I think God puts it in your heart. And so if he's put that in your heart to be here and do this, like, like know that and be confident in that and that, go do it, you know. Like, go meet people any chance you can get, any round you can get into like go to those rounds and be present and talk to the people after they play. Don't be afraid to go up to them because you think, oh, well, I don't have a song out yet, so I'm I'm not like valid enough to go talk to them or I don't have a certain amount of Instagram followers or a certain cut. It's like nobody cares about that. It's like are you a good person or are you not? And are you good or are you not? And so and they're not going to know that until they get in a room with you, you know? So really truly like know that people are out here and they want the best for you and so just go meet anyone you can and go network and you never know who you're going to talk to. I remember I was at a golf tournament and Hayson was there and I didn't even really know who he was, but then someone was like, Oh, that's the owner of live Oak. I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. And so it's that cool to have that connection because obviously I'm not 21, but every time I'm in there, he's like, Oh, Hey man, how are you? And it's just that thing of like, there's that certain good connection between each other, you know, and you never know who you're going to meet, you know? Yeah. And you, there's guys and girls that are that do the under 21 thing yeah and they wipe off the x or they take yeah, off their no, man. you have so much respect and it makes it so much easier on guys like myself and nikki t and, yeah. and ward and people that are putting on these events and working with these bars and working with people like hasten yeah. and dave and maggie at live oak that you you're you're cool to go in there because you know that Hey, in in two years or in a year, in a month, yeah. or a, when you are twenty one, you'll be able to have a beer like everybody else. Exactly. If you choose to do that, why not come in and just take the opportunities while yeah. you can and be be grateful for the opportunity exactly. to be under twenty one and be in the bar and be able to network and be able to play and showcase yourself. Like, yeah, we couldn't had, have said it better because we've had issues with that with with guys and girls and guys and girls that are that are like even on the radio now and doing yeah. stuff that when they were under twenty one. We had we had to clean up a mess because they took off the wristband yeah. and and had to defy us and drink a beer in front of the bar and it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I never get that from you or Kenny mm-hmm. or, or Ashley or a lot of the guys and girls that we have kind of in our mm-hmm. the the young guns that are that are coming totally. up right now, dude. So yeah. we appreciate that. So who were some of your like earliest like friends in town? Because you 
there's a lot you've done a good job of building yeah not just one circle but like multiple circles like i see you hanging out with our, our boy one of my favorite guys in town reed morris yeah all the time reed yeah. to me is just one of the best ambassadors to what a songwriter and what an artist is in town mm -hmm. as far as being just a good person like yep. so who were some of your your other folks in addition to, to reed and like totally. those guys that you met yeah i mean my one of my roommates buddy i live with now his name's axel deal he's one of the first guys i met that was truly like passionate about music like i was and so he's working his way up too as a writer and artist um but then i actually met tyler chambers he was the first guy out of that whole georgia group I wow met. yeah i met him at an example here like i met him at the listening room never had talked to him before and he played the round i was just like that guy's cool music's cool like i'm gonna go talk to him and it's never easy but i did and it, it worked out well i came back and he introduced me to that whole friend groups so like dylan marlowe noah hicks Derek Austin, all those guys, you know, and then they all introduced me to Reed and Brandon. Um, and so that was really cool. And so I definitely hang out with that whole crew a whole ton. And so, and now a lot of my closer friends are actually that whole group I was at that writer's retreat with now too, you know, I mean, Clara and Jordan and Matt Mulher and um, Chase McDaniel out there and Avery and yeah. Zach John King, like all those different guys. I'm always close with them and really appreciate them. And Honestly, from there, there's a ton of people I'm acquainted with. Like, I'm thankful for guys like Heath Warren who've kind of taken me under their wing and been like, I believe in this person, you know. And so there's definitely been a lot of those guys, too. But I try to keep the, like, close friend group pretty tight-knit just because I think it's important to surround yourself with people that you feel like are only bringing you up and only, like, trying to make you better you know yeah dude absolutely like when i first moved to town i was i was bouncing on broadway and that was my circle was the the guys and girls i worked with at whiskey row yeah which was which is very different than the guys and girls i was with after that and very different from the folks i met during covid and very different from where i'm at now you yeah. know like over over time you just you just meet new people and everybody like you said like there's a plan everybody kind of comes in comes into each other's yeah. lives for for a reason dude yeah and it's so weird because guys you think that are like so out of reach or that are so like bigger than you like it's a matter of time and then you're like actually close with them i mean it's kind of been like that for me with like the marlows like Cameron marlow and dylan marlow not related but and they which get is it funny all. everybody yeah, thinks they're related. i know and they're two like it's totally the best guys and i'm so thankful for them because like Cameron, I met him like over a year ago now and we, I don't even know how we met, but then we got coffee and he like loved what I was doing. And now we're like managed partly by the same people and like, like really close. I've been on the road with him riding and stuff. And I mean, like when I've moved to town, he felt so out of reach. And then Dylan Marlowe, same thing. Like he felt so out of reach for a second there. And like now recently we've been riding and got to go out on the road with him and just hang out. And it's just, I'm thankful for guys like that. That'll take younger people under their wing and truly believe in them. And I'm thankful that this town is a town you can do that in, you know, because it's not everywhere that you can just meet guys like that out on the street and end up building those relationships, you know? Yeah. So what has the road life been like? Have you been out on the out on the bus with people? Have you been out on the Dylan Marlowe, yeah. the, 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 the minibus that Dylan is yeah. that's screeching I mean, those guys? I, I did it the wrong way. I think I my first road experience was on the big bus with Cameron. What so I got what, spoiled. What, what bunk were you on? Oh, I was on... I was on the top bunk. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, I've been a top bunk guy. Yeah, I'm a. I think I'm a top bunk guy. Um, but I kind of got spoiled because I was on that, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't too bad," you know. But I'd never been in a van or anything. And then Dylan's bus was like not even bad. I mean, yeah, it's shorter. Yeah, I've, but, I've driven it before. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of a vibe. I wasn't. I wasn't opposed. And I'm gonna. If I like, when I hit start hitting the road and stuff, and have to be in a van, I'm gonna be like, "Dang it!" <laughs> I went the. <laughs> I went the wrong way, you know, down the total bull here. But no. 
know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been kind of fun, you know, I'm excited to get out there and be the artist on the road for sure. But I'm really thankful to get out there as a writer right now too. And like collaborate with guys like those guys and truly see what it's like so I can learn from their mistakes and learn from what they do well. Do you remember where the shows were? Yeah. So with Cameron, I flew into like New York and so there was a show in New York and like then, the city? Yeah, in the city. Was that your first time? No, I'd been there. We we saw Stapleton in Madison Square Garden like a while back. So that was really cool. Um but yeah, Cam played this really cool spot there. And then we went to DC the day after, so that was really cool. Um and then and then he has a show in like Warrendale, Pennsylvania. Oh like, dude, that is journals. <clears throat> yeah. That is that venue's that, crazy. That's where that's kind of where Ray's Rowdy started. Nikki T's done a lot oh, of work there because Nikki T's from Pittsburgh. So yeah. Ray's Rowdy started in Pittsburgh and a combination of Dusty Armadillo and Jurgles, those the venues that are in Rootstown, Ohio, and Warren yeah. PA just outside of Pittsburgh. <clears throat> and then um, a festival called Country Concert that's in um that's in um Fort Loramie, Ohio. That's yeah. like a forty two year family owned festival that that holds like 30 to 50, 30, 30 to 40,000 people. Mm. But going to those places, what was like, did you have a moment where, did you have like a rookie mistake like on the road with those guys? Hmm. Like something funny? I'm trying to think. Man, I mean, my rookie mistake was probably like, we were at this like, uh, like the last night in like Warrendale, we were like, obviously, like, people drink out there and stuff, and it is whatever, but I'd never smoked a cigar. And so oh. I was just, like, trying to figure out how to smoke a cigar for an hour. And then, like, in the meantime, everybody was, like, enjoying themselves, like, having the best time. And I was, like, inhaling the cigar smoke oh. and everything. It sucked. So I guess you could say I looked like a big rookie out there doing that. But other yeah. than that, I mean, it was pretty fun. I mean, we just rode a ton and all hung out, and I got really close with the guys on the bus really quick. And... Um, but yeah, scars, how's, man. How's, how's, yeah, well, cigars, Nikki and I can get you into. Yeah, we have, I know, right? We have a deal with Crown Heads in town. Heck um, yeah. So we, if you want to come over to the house and we will teach you the right way. So right, we'll give yeah. you a full education. So the next time you're out there with Cam and the boys, you, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Eric Dylan and the boys, because they smoke cigars too. Yeah. Um, what is Cam's guitar player, Jay? It's Jake, right? Man. He's a hoss cat. Oh my gosh. They call him Hoss. Yeah. Um, I haven't, yeah. I haven't like formally met him, yeah. but we saw a, um, what an a, animal. Yeah, we saw a Cameron Marlowe show at um, at Cahoots in Lebanon, yeah. and it was wild. It was a few months back. Nikki and I went, and we were like right in front of um, we were right in front of um, right in front of like Jake's side of the stage. Yeah. And he walks out and he puts the cooler right in front of the right in front of his mic. Oh he yeah, cracks open a Miller Lite. He's got the NASCAR shirt on. He's got the lid on. He is just rearing to go. He is an animal, and he doesn't change when he gets off stage. Like, like that's just him. That's him, man. I mean, they he. <laughs> Uh, we had fun. He's he's he makes it just so fun, you know. Like there's never a dull moment with him. Um, yeah, the the shotgun competitions on stage yep. are hilarious. I mean, even like off stage, like I said, he's just fun to be around, you know. And that's what I think makes the road like the road like it can make or break it is having people like that that keeps it fun and really keeps it like okay, this is like life. Like let's have fun. Let's not just like. Like, cause if you, if you look at the downside all the time or you just try and think, oh, well, that wasn't a perfect thing or that wasn't perfect. Like the road will wear down on you so quick. I can already tell, you know? So to have guys like Jake out there that are just like, keep it fun. Like you have to. Then where'd you, then where'd you go with Dylan? Dylan, we went, um, it was this one-off show up 
Um, it was really close to Cleveland, I guess, but was it, like was 20 that, minutes that, out of town. That, it was, was a casino. Oh, it was a casino show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what you... Which, again, being underage, <laughs> I'd get like approved. I had this scarlet letter of a sticker that was like, not 21. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. But no, that was really fun. He opened for Scotty McCreary. So we went up there and um, just played that show and then came back. But we, we wrote. We started one out there on like in the green room that we finished like that next Monday with a couple guys, Ryan Hurd and Zach Aubend, and it turned out so sick. So you never know. You gotta just you just gotta go for along for the ride, and maybe you'll do like write something, maybe you won't. But it's all about just the hang and yeah. that that connection and kind of fellowship. Yeah. You know. What was your first co-write? Because you've been in the room with a lot of oh. a lot of people. I mean, you're casually just saying Ryan Hurd. Like that's a big oh, fucking man. right. Man, yeah, I was thankful. It was a really cool experience. Um. God, my first co-write. That is such a good question. I had a guy at home that's like this cowboy guy. He actually rides like PRCA Saddle Bronx, but I mean, he's been he's been like playing a lot of rodeos and stuff out there. So truly, I think he was my first co-write. I mean, and we we just got okay, together. First, first co-write in town. Okay, in town, I cannot tell you. That's bad, but I couldn't tell well, you. How many? Well, how many? How many songs are you writing? Or how many writes are you doing a week right I now? I mean, right now it's definitely like five or more. Jeez. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think this year we're going on like two hundred something songs, so like at least two hundred. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. So I. Man, yeah, I could not tell you when I got to town who was my first one. I bet it's somewhere in my okay, calendar. Okay, a right that you were, the, your first right where you're like, oh, no, I'm getting in a room with this guy or this girl. Yeah, man. I'd one that you were intimidated with. Yeah, I'm thankful. Um, my buddy Colton Venner, I don't know if you oh, know Colton. Oh, dude, yeah. Man, so him and I got coffee not long after I'd been in town. I'd been a fan of his stuff before we came to town. And yeah. so... But I'd reached out to him and he'd responded, and so we got coffee. And actually, at that time, like he was, he was like on the brink of getting a pub deal. Like he was really close. And I was like, "Dude, about time!" Like I love this guy. Yeah. And so we had hung, and he was like, "Well, dude, let's write a song." I was like, "Oh, whoa, really?" And so we like we got together a little bit after that and wrote a song in his house. And I think that was the first one where I was like, "Dude, this guy's like." really good and really kind of made me feel like a fool in the room right yeah, now. Yeah, like, what are you, you know? what, like, what am I doing in the room yeah, with Colton Yeah, oh, I feel like that was it, and I feel like, I think, like, my first ride with Tyler Chambers was similar, too, you know? Um, just those rooms where you're like, oh, dang, I feel like I shouldn't have been here today, you know? <laughs> but those are the rooms that just, I mean, you learn and experience, and you probably did better than you think you did, but, I mean, when you have somebody truly that feels like their their craft is a whole nother level above yours, it it can be intimidating. Yeah, like I've had some podcast guests where yeah. I was I was intimidated. Yeah, you know, like because I've been doing. I started doing. Um, I got my first radio show in 2013. Yeah, when I was doing like college radio stuff, and at that point, that was back when I was drinking and everything. Kind of, I was on kind of on kind of on autopilot to an extent. Oh yeah. Um, but when I remember getting. Getting to town, I remember the first one where I was like, "Oh shit, we have we have a podcast with Ryan Nelson." Oh, it was yeah. like my my eighth or ninth that we had done, and it's crazy. I was at the time I was like, and now Ryan's like our like one of my best friends. Yeah, you know? it's, it's just like funny oh, how that works, huh? Yeah, yeah. Where you're like where you're like intimidated by somebody. What was the moment? Because like like me, you're you're from very very far away. You're from obviously a little bit Man, further away. Super than I am small town I'm, too, like a thousand people. Okay. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, I mean, t people talk about small towns out here, and I mean, there's definitely some that are smaller, but I mean, my town like no stop, like barely a stop sign, no stoplights, like one gas station. Like, but what was a moment of like culture shock where you're like, I'm in the south? 
Yeah. Because you have to have some of that, too. I know Nashville, yeah. there's a little... Nashville's very much like a, a melting pot of, like, people from all over the all over the world. Yeah, honestly. I've noticed that for sure. I think maybe a culture shock was just how diverse Nashville is and how many different people from everywhere come here. But I think another culture shock, the fried chicken. I don't know why, but just, like, everybody, <laughs> like, loves all fried stuff in general. And I'm like... Oh, this is weird. Like we didn't really eat this at home, you know. So I feel like that, and definitely the, the just I don't know. Maybe a good culture shock was just how cool people are and nice people are, you know. Because that's California gets a bad rap because there's definitely that. Like there's some people that aren't the best, you know. Say, but, uh, dude, I relate. I'm from New York. Yeah, I get yeah, it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, in my small town, like you even had that, but you had some great good people that. I mean, the older California was really like. Where it was at, there was a lot of great, like, cool people. I mean, like, talk about like the last half of like like 1900s or early 2000s. You know, it's like California was the cool place to be. There was cool people, but they were kind. Kind of weren't too about themselves, and so it's definitely changed. But I I think that was something about the South. I was like, all these people are really cool, and even if they have some sort of status, like they talk to you like they've known you forever. You know. Yeah, what's what is LA like as a city? Because I've never been there. I've You've only, never been. Only place okay. I've been to San Diego. Man, I mean, I haven't been in a second, but LA is. You think it's big, but then you get there and you're like, oh, it's big. Like I had a buddy the other day telling me, like the first time he went to LA, he he drove in at night or something, and so he was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like the t- traffic, what? And then the next morning they're like, hey, let. Let's uh let's go somewhere and they got back on the four oh five or whatever he drove in and it's like ten lanes of traffic like all backed up and he was like, Oh you know, it's like so LA is a lot of traffic and there's a lot of cool stuff and it is massive though. Like you you can drive an hour depending on the time of day and still be in LA if the traffic's bad, you know, and it's like like it's it spans a big ways and I don't know. We've always like the USC games were always so fun, and then we go to like Disneyland or something, and we played a ton of water polo down there too. And so, I uh, I'm excited to go back and do some music stuff there because there's actually a lot of people that I like really respect that are there still. And so it'll be fun to go right. But yeah, my experience of LA has never been horrible. You know. Yeah. So. When when are you going back? Do you have a trip? Planned? Man, I don't know. Um, I've had I've talked to some like publishers and stuff out there. I don't ultimately don't think I'll end up with them, but I uh like writer trip wise, it would be fun to get something next year out there, I think, and lean into that. I feel like my music like lends itself to it could have some crossover writers on it on it, and I think it would really it would benefit from that though. You know, I think like there's some cool melody and stuff that happens when you get somebody from LA in a room, you know, and obviously everybody's flying back and forth so much now that it wouldn't be a huge deal to get out yeah, there. Have, so. you done, have you done the drive? The drive from California? Yeah, right when I moved here, we did it, and it was 30 hours. Yeah, it was It was <laughs> rough. put some hair on your chest right there. Yeah, man, three days. It, it was rough, but it was just me and my dad. It was, But it was, I don't know, it was a cool experience. I won't ever do it that, again. That, ha- that has to be, like, looking back, like, I mean, I know you're, you're, so, you're so young, and it was only, yeah. like, two years ago or whatever, but, like, to have 30 hours like in a in a car with your dad like yeah. that's that's some real like one-on-one time especially a trip going to college because everybody remembers like i remember i only went to college like it was like two hours or two and a half hours from where i grew up because i grew up right on the new york new jersey line and my parents dropped me off at college it was like okay home's only two two hours away Man. for yeah. you it's like all right, I'm going out here two time zones away. Yeah, home's like a six-hour 
flight, like combination of two flights. Like it's a lot more than yeah. I mean it. Uh, it was it was fun. I mean, my dad and I have always been pretty close, so we just we just kind of. What is what do you, what do your parents do? Yeah, so my dad runs this um, irrigation district. So basically, in California, it doesn't rain year round like it does here. So all summer it's dry, basically, other than like when you get a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but there's so much snow in those mountains above like where I live that like hopefully if it snows enough, it kind of melts off and goes into the lakes. And then my dad's job is basically to like get that water to farmers down in the valley that are growing like citrus or whatever it may be. A lot of citrus, a lot of like nuts, like almonds, walnuts, pistachios, all that. And so basically he's just delivering the water and divvying it up to the right people for however much they're paying for it or whatever it is, you know? So it's a whole different economy that like Nashville doesn't like Tennessee, the South in general doesn't really like have a role for that here. You know, yeah. it's, it's different. Yeah. And then what does your mom do? Yeah, my mom's always, um, she's been at home since I, like, can remember, but she does, like, side things here and there, and then she was, like, enterprise, like, corporate enterprise for a long time. Oh, she cool. was She was, like, she didn't, she dropped out of college, but then she ended up getting, like, she was, like, manager of the whole, like, Central Valley for Enterprise or something like that. So nice. she, like, yeah, she was kind of like, all right, I'm done with that. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, that's funny, that's what Nikki, Nikki T's dad works for, no uh, works for Enterprise. Hey, yeah, that's cool. And we get those deals, we utilize those, those rental cars oh, when we're going to festivals on. and stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, it's clutch, it's clutch, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm thankful she's, she'd been at home, too, it really, it allowed my brother and I to, like, have a lot of, like, different opportunities and go do things that it would have been hard to do if I had two working parents, you know, so. Yeah. I'm thankful that that's how we kind of yeah, came up. How old's your brother? My brother's 16. Okay, so you're the oldest. Yeah, it was just us two, but he's, oh man, he, people see us and they don't really know who's older. He's like my height, if not a little hot, taller, and just his built. And yeah, man, that's is, is he an athlete as well? Yeah, he played water polo and stuff and football. It's kind of the same story, but he, uh, I mean, he's kind of doing music stuff too here. Oh, cool. I don't know. I don't know um, exactly what. It, it has for him like he could i could see him going to a school like texas or oklahoma or something and building like a fan base out of there as an artist and then bringing it here or he might come to nashville i'm not sure yet but he's he's still figuring things out so nice. yeah he's doing well though got a little tiktok following going and, no shit yeah yeah how's how's the tiktok life been treating you because you're you were just kind of so you you moved here and you moved here right after covid then yeah uh yeah 2021 yeah so right after right after right after all the covid stuff um and so the tiktok thing was like was was popping and was like on the list of things that you you don't just have to write songs and play shows and meet people now you have to have a presence on the on the internet exactly i mean i feel like for me i wish I wish I would have leaned in it to, to it harder right when I got to town and built some up during that because I feel like that was like the prime of like you could literally post like one video and like it like I feel like now you still can post one video and blow up. We see this with like Oliver Anthony or something like that. But back then, like it could be anything like a cover or something and you never knew what was going to happen. Now it truly is about consistency and high quality content and making it really good and just stand out. And sometimes it still doesn't. But. I mean, for me, it's it's part of it. You know, it's like, how bad do you want the artist thing? How bad how bad do you really want it? Because you'll make the sacrifice of your time and effort to go post on TikTok and get that rolling if you truly want it that bad. You yeah, know? and that's hard to do when you're writing five songs a week. Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle. <laughs> my, my management gets mad at me all the time because I'll be in a write, like, 
I'll be in one right in the morning and another in the afternoon. And they're like, we need you for this or this. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm trying, you know. And But I try to post TikToks in between or whatever it is. And it's changing now. It's like the photo carousels. I feel like those do better than straight up videos now sometimes. And it's just trying to always stay on top of it. And for me, it's a tool. It's not like... I, I don't want to think of it as like a make or break, like, oh, this song has to blow up on TikTok before I put it out. It's like, no, I'm going to use TikTok as a tool to promote this song, but I love this song and I think it's good. And so we're going to put this out, use it as a tool. And regardless, it's like building up your catalog as an artist and giving people things to listen to is kind of my focus in the next like year, 18 months or something like that is really just building it up to where... Like, the foundation's there, and it's ready, and hopefully one of those songs, each song's kind of like a lottery ticket, just like each like yeah. each TikTok video is. Assuming that they're all good and they're all high quality, it's just a matter of which one's going to pop, you know? Yeah, have, so, you, have you had any? Because I'm, I'm not on TikTok yeah, a whole lot. We've, we've outsourced it. We've outsourced it for a while. Now I'm, starting, for <laughs> now, now I'm starting to post the TikToks myself mm-hmm. and generate the clips myself and working a lot yeah. on that. So... For for like I'm I'm starting to get on there more, but have you had anything like in particular kind of like just Yeah, I mean that Lonely Look Like song, I never had videos that got like huge like multi million views or something like that, but I had multiple videos with hundreds of thousands of views and like kind of consistently. And so I was like, Okay, people are eating this song up, like this is like yeah, let's put this out. And so it's hard because you kinda like you want that to happen with every song, but truth is it doesn't. And yeah. so like with this next song I'm putting out Friday, leaving season like it's had like some videos here and there do decent, but hasn't blown your sock like knocked your socks off. But at the same time, I'm like I'm gonna put it out, and you can always promote it after you put it out too. And so, it's uh, you just gotta remind yourself that from time to time, and yeah. remember it's just a tool, and it's yeah. just one social media thing. Yeah, you know? dude, you're wise beyond your years. I don't oh, feel like man. I'm talking to a 19 year old right oh, now. Oh shoot, you're, doing, you're 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 doing you're, you're killing it. So leaving season, talk about that a little bit. I heard you you played it at one of our rounds yeah. here recently. Yeah. Um, Who'd you write it with? Why? Why yeah. that song is yeah. the next single? Because you, when you're writing five a week, it's you have a lot to choose from. A million percent, and it's you. I mean, you kind of just made my point. Um, I wrote that song a year and a half ago now, and so it was. I think the first song that I'd written, where when we finished, I was like, "This is a great song. Like this stands up to a lot out there, you know." And so I wrote that with Nathan Wilson, um, Darian Lay, and Liam Coleman. Um, there's a second there where we all wrote quite a bit too, and. Um, so that song, like, I don't know, there's something about it that I've lived with it a year and a half now and played it out. And it's still like, it's something that I go to and I'm like, I love this song and I think it's good. And so I'll play it in meetings or at rounds or something like that. And it's always had a good reaction. And I think with people leaving um, for college and stuff this fall a lot, it's like kind of worked out timing wise perfect where I was like, this song, I feel like a lot of people are kind of going through what this song portrays and will continue to throughout the rest of the year. So it's like, let this, let's put this song out now and give it a chance. And I think it's truly a display of good songwriting above all else and like a song that people can grasp onto and really feel like, wait, that's me. That's I'm going through that right now, you know? And so it's a little different approach. It's like, I mean, some people say it reminds them of some of the Zach Bryan stuff or something like that. And hey, I'll, I'll take that, yeah. you know? But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to just keep my artistry. The last thing I want to do is like, be, like beat it to the ground of the same thing over and over again. So I want to put out stuff that all is in the same vein, but maybe a little different. So like this song is obviously a little bit different than what we look like and the stuff I have coming after it is going to be a little different, you know? So yeah, dude, yeah. that's freaking, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. So what's, what's kind of the next stage as far as your, 
your artist career. So like you have you have management that you're working with. Yeah. Like are we you're you're ob- you're clearly doing the artist thing. You've gotten a taste of the road as a writer, which that's how that's how a guy like Morgan started going yeah, out with man. FGL. That's how obviously like Ernest and Hardy, they all kind of came out of the the FGL tree. You know, yeah. you look at guys like Ray Fulcher that are under that that Luke Combs tree that go out on the road and, and write and now are doing the yeah. artist thing at a at a very high level. Um, what's kind of next? Because have you gone out and done like full band shows and stuff like that? So we played Whiskey Jam in April and probably will um, soon again. But uh, other than that, no, Whiskey Jam was my first full band show with my own songs. So at home, I played a ton of like acoustic, just me and the guitar stuff. And I've done that here a lot, obviously. Well, um, and so I think going forward, it's like just kind of taking it day by day. I The last thing I always tell people, it's like, I, I definitely like plans here and there, but I never want to be one that's like, well, by next year, we have to have this, this, or this, or I haven't succeeded. It's like, for me, I think what God has for me is like so much bigger than I can ever imagine. And if you had told me when I moved to town two years ago that this is what I would be doing in two years, like everything that's happened in the last like year, I would have been like, oh, you're crazy, you know? So I've kind of just figured out to where it's like, I'm going to do my best each and every day and like set the goals where it makes sense, but not not overset goals to where it's like, oh, well, I didn't succeed if I didn't do this, you know? But I, I could see myself in the next, like, year or so just, like, continuing to get these songs out, continuing to build up this fan base and foundation of a catalog and stuff, and going to play in, like, like acoustic supporting for some guys here and there on the road, just continue to be on the road a little bit and get on some buses and write with guys as, like, mentors and as, like, maybe I'll open for them. I'm not sure yet. But just build up this kind of foundation to where when I do have that one song pop or a build up of a couple different songs, like, I'm ready and I feel like I'm seasoned on the road and I'm seasoned in the room and, like, have a catalog of artist stuff for people to go listen to. And kind of take advantage of that moment when a song does pop and it does like truly take me to that next level, you know, and it's Dude, yeah. it's not going to be an easy road and very rarely is it a short road to success, but I'm, I'm ready for it and I'm excited, you know. So. Yeah, dude. Dude, I mean, you're you're killing it. Like oh, it's man. it's it's um it's been cool to cool to watch you grow and man. do what you're do what you're doing and. Very happy to have you in like our our Rage Riding family. I'm trying to think of when the first round was that we had you because I, I, I think I had you in the in the I had you in the in the round days. I think for sure. I met. Um, I think when I met Hasten that day, Nikki T. When I had been talking a little bit, and then when him and I finally like Hasten and I finally connected, he was like, "All right, come play," you know. And yeah. so I think that was the first time probably in. I mean, I'm just so thankful for you guys. You guys have been nothing but the best to me. And I told you this um, the other night, but it's like I feel like I wouldn't be where I am or for as far along in my career if I didn't have stages to play on in Nashville like you guys have given me, you know. And I think it's so important when you're meeting different people, whether it's a publisher or management or a label situation, and they're like, well, when are you playing next? And to be able to tell them, like, hey, I'm playing a live oak with, like, outside the round or raised rowdy, it's like it's it's so helpful and it truly furthers and gives your – gives me an opportunity and other artists to showcase what we're doing you know so yeah, i can't dude. thank you guys enough dude and i'm i'm stoked we have you on a i'm doing my first ever anniversary show yes sir the the end of this month um in in september um and we've got the the lineup for that we'll be putting out closer but i've i try to structure it where like i have different 
different different crews on yeah. there, different people. Like I, I like Nikki likes to do this too. Where sometimes we we will ask somebody, like we'll we'll ask ask you or or Reed or yeah. whoever to bring, like, hey, you want to bring you want to bring two or three friends with you yeah. to, to to fill the round. But other times we like to kind of put people that we think yes. need to play together. And yeah. the round I've got you on is with with some other. Younger, young, young yeah. folks, and one of them is a kid named Aiden Canfield. Yeah, I, I don't know if oh, yes. you do. Okay, yes. so you know Aiden, yeah. yeah. So I figured you would. Know, you would, I hoped you would know each other. Have you met Landon Smith yet? Yes. Yeah. So, his uh, his manager actually goes to Beaumont. So, yeah. 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 So they're both two got young guys that I feel like are yeah. truly and, killing and it. And then probably my my other favorite like under the 20 like one of my favorite under yeah. the, i gotta be i gotta make sure i say one of my favorite because yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many of you know, guys yeah. and girls um we got shelby ray awesome. on that round too so yeah. it's gonna be gonna be the four of y'all together yeah. which to me is like remember like look at, i want it to be like that round specifically to be like i we had Carson, Landon, Aiden, and Shelby together. And then fast forward a few years from now, people will be like, how the hell did you have those four together? Uh, because you guys all have such such bright freaking futures. Man, yeah. And that, that to me is like what we like doing is, is finding young folks or, or older folks that we, that we believe in and giving yeah. them a spot to play. And really, that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on this podcast. Dude. Man. And I'm happy. I, so your first podcast in the books now. What you, what'd, you, what'd you think? I, I enjoyed it, man. This is awesome. I mean, we're just hanging. Yeah, do it's, you like? I love do, you, it. do you listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff? I, I've tried to recently more. I mean, when you're riding all the time and playing all the time, it's like you can't get in the car and listen to music, too. It's just too much. And so I've definitely dove into it more recently on the podcast. Any, any, like, any favorites that you like listening to? Mm, like You, you, you got know, into Rogan yet? Rogan requires a lot of time. No, I have. I haven't dove into the Rogan They're like yet. three hours an episode. That's crazy. Mine, no. I try to keep right about an hour. There you go. No, Ro- I love that. The I, hours to me, the hour to me is like the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that too. I've I've listened to Bobby Bones does one with a lot of writers and yeah. artists. Um, I've I've listened to that quite a bit. Um, Earn does one just yes. being Earn. Oh yeah, Sounds he does. Funny. He does a great I'm job. I'm excited yeah. they're doing that again. Um, and then I've listened to a couple. Um, like. My church here in town that I go to, Ethos, has been they do one, so when I miss service, I'll go to that. Or there's a couple other churches outside of town that have some great ones I'll listen to. Um and then there was this like one that talked about like the old west that Reed and I were listening to a Ooh. little bit. And it's just all about like California history and stuff. It's pretty crazy. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but cool. yeah, I do enjoyed you, that yeah, too. Do, do you take pride being I know we had you on one of our um one of our West Turns nights. Yeah. And we're we're hoping to do another one of those oh, again before be yeah. before the end of the year or early next year. We're hoping yeah. to do on a on a Tuesday or a Sunday at Live Oak. Dude, it seems like there's like guys and girls from from the West, like Nebraska over, I'll say, yeah. take a lot of pride in coming from the West. And guys like yourself, yeah. like Ian Munsick, like Tyler Halverson, exactly. like, like um, there's just a lot of guys and girls, like even um, even uh, like Jenna Paulette or Jenna LaMaster. Like, yeah, the, the I love take, all of them. That take pride in being from the West, especially yeah. being here in Nashville where – country music at one point was western like yeah. you had the bakersfield scene you it's had- crazy which i'm an hour from bakersfield um to like to the north and i i wasn't ever i wasn't born soon enough to really see what that scene was like you know but 
I I definitely take pride in it. I feel like like I might not dress quite like Ian, quite like leaning that hard. And at one time, I was definitely like when my mom dressed me, I was I was in pearl snaps and cowboy hats and stuff. Yeah. And I truly don't I don't feel like my music is the perfect representation of that at the moment. But I feel like I take so much pride in it and value that lifestyle so much. I mean, I grew up like riding horses and working cattle. I showed cattle all throughout high school. You and showed cattle. Did you oh, ever yeah. have one like? Or one was like a pain in the ass. Oh, all the time, man. I mean, those things, you're basically breaking a wild animal into, like, domesticating them into being able to lead them around on a halter. So, <laughs> yeah, you definitely have pain. And you, you have cattle, like, run away. You have them, like, I mean, run you over, kick you. Like, it's it's a joy. <laughs> but, no, I take pride in it so much. I think there's so much value in that lifestyle and just what it teaches you. And um, I truly think... It, it kind of gives you an edge when you when you grow up um, doing that stuff. There's a certain amount of work ethic and um, just perspective on life in general that you get by by being from the West, and especially if you lean into the Western lifestyle of riding horses and working on ranches or whatever that may be. You know, I think it's it's something that not everybody gets to experience. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So got got some some closing questions for you yeah. right here. So you're. Um, as a as a concert as a concert goer as yeah. a music fan, um, your your dream your dream show they could be dead they could be alive oh. could be any genre we'll pick we'll pick three people, dead or alive dead or alive so you have like a headliner you have a direct like look like how like the Wallen shows right now have have Morgan and like Ern or Hardy and then Bailey like what would your yeah. dream thing as a concert goer? Man, I mean if it's dead or alive like. It might sound cliche, but either Johnny Cash or Mel Haggard would be insane for sure. I don't know where on the direct support. Okay, well either way, like, co- yeah. co- we can take co-headlining yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. I, I mean, I just grew up on that stuff, and that was a huge influence on me for sure. So, um, them, and then man, like it would be so cool. Like the Eagles, I think would be insane. Yeah. I'd, I've like been the biggest fan of the Eagles, and just love all of their stuff, and. Gosh, this is going to be random, but honestly, like, I think in their prime, either Stone Temple Pilots or Nirvana or something like that. Yes. I miss, I I just hate that those guys, like, um, passed away. So, like, as soon as they did, because, man, I mean, there's some of those bands that are still together, but it would have been so cool to see one of them um, in their prime of, like, the early to late 90s, you know? Oh. It's like SCP is one of my favorites. Um, oh. I mean, Nirvana's obviously like Kurt Cobain's insane. Scott, but Scott Weiland. Yeah, was... Scott Weiland. And then, I mean, Allison Chains too, man. Bro. Oh, so good. And yeah. I think those songs lead them, lend themselves to, so much to like what I'm doing a little bit. You can definitely see how I'm influenced by them. And I mean, country music in general, like the songwriting and stuff, you listen to it and it's like, okay, some of this stuff crosses over to what's happening in country music right now. You, I mean, obviously you have somebody like Co Wetzel that like specifically says like, I listened to grunge and country growing up and now I'm Co Wetzel. And so it's like, but there's a lot of people I feel like that are influenced by it, me included, you know? So yeah, such a random answer to that question. No, that's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. I love, I love that shit. That's a good answer. Um, your dream venue to play like Carson Wallace at so-and-so. I know a lot of people say it, but I've never even been, but it just looks so cool. Red Rocks. Yeah. I mean, Red Rocks or, man, there's some venues in Montana and stuff or Wyoming. Like, it would be so cool just to play a big show out there. I don't even know, like, some of the bigger shows they have, but 
it'd be pretty it would be pretty dope like do like know? Cheyenne Frontier Days or yeah. something like just oh, one of those man. things Cheyenne then, Frontier Days would that's, be insane cause that's that full circle thing for you growing yeah. up doing the doing the, the cattle the yeah. cattle thing rodeo that you were doing. everything else man I mean so that would be cool also I think it would be it would be really dope um there's a there's a venue in California that it's like they have some shows that are just insane venues, you know? It's like, I, I don't even, for me, it's not necessarily like the venue size or something like that. It's just like what feels special and kind of set apart, you know? So yeah. there's a few different spots. And I'm like, it would be so cool to awesome. play there Well, when you're day. playing Cheyenne Frontier Days one day, um, I'd like a, like a guest list Come spot, on, if man. Poss- if, Come if on. possible, if you're able to squeeze That'd it in. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Um, one of your, um, what what's like your favorite spot to go to in Nashville? Mm. It could be like food, food wise. Like okay. where's, a, where's a good, where's a good food spot? you're a Belmont kid, so you've spent a lot of time in the in the 12 South area. Oh, I know, man. Um, dude, food-wise, though. Or even outside of that. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. I, it's bad because when you – we were talking about this the other day. When you're a writer, like, artist or something, it consumes you to the point where it's like, what do I even do for fun, you know, <laughs> yeah. out here? But, man, honestly, it's going to sound funny, but I hit Baja Burrito pretty often. Bro. Yeah. It's just it goes hard. I don't know. Yeah, I was actually talking about that with my with my girlfriend the other day. Yeah, she she took her daughter over there for the first time to yeah. Baja Burrito, and she's like, it's just it's just a really good burrito, and their bowls are good, and it's it's an interesting part of town too. It's right there by I, Guitar yeah, Center. It's, it's hard to be. It's hard to be. But no, I love that. And then as far as just like favorite thing to do around Nashville, man. I mean, you go to like Leapers Fork and just, oh, I love getting out there because it kind of reminds me a little bit of home and ranches and stuff and getting out to where you don't see people. Like, oh, we did like a photo shoot, like past Leapers the other day like, in the middle of nowhere. And we stumbled across this like massive dairy out there. I'm like, <laughs> where even are we? Like, it felt like a whole different world, but I just love getting out to places like that and really feeling like like out of the city. You know? It's important. Yeah. It's important to be out of the kind of ground you back and remind remind you like why you're in the city and like what you're doing that for and everything else, you know? So Yeah, like I came when I first moved to town, I lived in Spring Hill. Yeah. I don't know, know where Spring Hill's yeah, I at. Did. Yeah. It's about an hour south of town. Yeah. I would commute from there up to Broadway six days a week. And no, I was I was a I was at the mercy of I sixty five going through Williamson going through uh, Williamson oh, County do it to you, man. going going oh, up sixty five yeah. and hitting that Brentwood Cool Springs uh, Franklin traffic yeah, yeah but it was nice to be out in totally. Murray County yeah yeah it's nice to be kind of out on. there in a way yeah. you know so cool it's good stuff dude well leaving season comes out uh, we're dropping this podcast and it is it'll be out when we're dropping this Heck that, yeah. that's, we're dropping it on the same day we want yeah. to make sure we did that for you man leaving fire. season will be be out man i'm I'm super excited for you for what Thank the you, future man. brings the fact that you're only 19 soon to be 20 and also by the way i've i've made this promise to a lot of guys and girls when you turn 21 we are going to throw you a big ass we're gonna have some part of <laughs> a big ass 21st birthday Come party on, man. being that we've known you for for so I long know. at a young age it's gonna be funny it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the experience <laughs> that'll be that'll be a heck of a day but yeah we'll, we'll make we'll make sure to that we um we made that special for you where man. people go to find you it's carson wallace music on yep. everything carson wallace music on everything tiktok instagram YouTube, all of it. Hell yeah, dude. Well, man, yeah, we, man. we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Happy to have you as like yes, as one of our one of our little brothers in this in this race rowdy thing that we're man. doing. And so happy to have you as a part of the family and so excited thankful. for what's to come, bro. Yes, leaving season's gonna be a I have come a good on. feeling about leaving season. I Me really too. do, and I feel like all the stars are aligning for you right now, man. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm so thankful for you guys and just thankful to be on here, man. 
Hell, well. hell yeah. Well, y'all be sure to check out our boy Carson Wallace. His new single, Leaving Season, is out right now. Y'all be sure to go and stream the heck out of that thing. And don't just stream it, buy it on iTunes as well. Support our little brother over here. Be sure to follow him on Carson Wallace Music. Um, and be on the lookout. He plays our events very frequently. If you're here in Nashville or you're visiting Nashville and you see him on the lineup, you don't want to miss it because one day, you not too far from now, you will be paying money to go and see him live all places all around the country buying tickets to the Carson Wallace shows um, and we appreciate him very much and happy to have him as a part of the family um, shout out to our friends from Big Friendly Productions uh, appreciate them supporting the program of course Saxman Studios our friends from Whale Tail Media our boy Matt McElwain behind the camera be sure to follow along at RaisedRowdy.com if you like the podcast tell your mama and them be sure to like rate subscribe do all of that shit and you can find us at Outside the Round on all all of the social media platforms. For my boy Carson Wallace, for old sweet boy behind the camera, I'm Matt Burrill, and this has been Outside the Round. For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve, they usually just make them 